chapter three part five of the life of washington volume five by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain as therefore it is perfectly clear to my understanding that the assent of the house of representatives is not necessary to the validity of a treaty as the treaty with great britain exhibits in itself all the objects requiring legislative provision and on these the papers called for can throw no light and as it is essential to the due administration of the government that the boundaries fixed by the constitution between the different departments should be preserved a just regard to the constitution and to the duty of my office under all the circumstances of this case forbid a compliance with your request the terms in which this decided and it would seem unexpected negative to the call for papers was conveyed appeared to break the last cord of that attachment which had theretofore bound some of the active leaders of the opposition to the person of the president amidst all the agitations and irritations of party a sincere respect and real affection for the chief magistrate the remnant of former friendship had still lingered in the bosoms of some who had engaged with ardor in the political contests of the day but if the last spark of this affection was not now extinguished it was at least concealed under the more active passions of the moment debates upon the treaty making power a motion to refer the message of the president to a committee of the whole house was carried by a large majority in committee resolutions were moved by mr blunt of north carolina declaratory of the sense of the house respecting its own power on the subject of treaties these resolutions take a position less untenable than had been maintained in argument and rather inexplicit on an essential part of the question disclaiming a power to interfere in making treaties they assert the right of the house of representatives whenever stipulations are made on subjects committed by the constitution to congress to deliberate on the expediency of carrying them into effect without deciding what degree of obligation the treaty possesses on the nation so far as respects those points previous to such deliberation after a debate in which the message was freely criticized the resolutions were carried fifty-seven voting in the affirmative and thirty-five in the negative in the course of the month of march the treaties with his catholic majesty and with the day of algiers had been ratified by the president and were laid before congress on the thirteenth of april in a committee of the whole house on the state of the union the instant the chairman was seated mr sedgwick moved that provision ought to be made by law for carrying into effect with good faith the treaties lately concluded with the day and regency of algiers the king of great britain 
the king of spain and certain indian tribes northwest of the ohio this motion produced a warm altercation the members of the majority complained loudly of the celerity with which it had been made and resented the attempt to blend together four treaties in the same resolution after the solemn vote entered upon their journals declaratory of their right to exercise a free discretion over the subject as an indignity to the opinions and feelings of the house after a discussion manifesting the irritation which existed the resolution was amended by changing the word treaties from the pearl to the singular number and by striking out the words day and regency of algiers the king of great britain and certain indian tribes northwest of the river ohio so that only the treaty with the king of spain remained to be considered mr gallatin then objected to the words provision ought to be made by law as the expression seemed to imply a negative of the principle laid down in their resolution that the house was at perfect liberty to pass or not to pass any law for giving effect to a treaty in lieu of them he wished to introduce words declaring the expediency of passing the necessary laws this amendment was objected to as an innovation on the forms which had been invariably observed but it was carried after which the words with good faith were also discarded the resolution thus amended was agreed to without a dissenting voice and then similar resolutions were passed respecting the treaties with algiers and with the indians northwest of the ohio upon the bill for making appropriations to carry into execution the treaty with great britain this business being dispatched the treaty with great britain was brought before the house the friends of that instrument urged an immediate decision of the question on a subject which had so long agitated the whole community the judgment of every member they believed was completely formed and the hope to make converts by argument was desperate in fact they appeared to have entertained the opinion that the majority would not dare to encounter the immense responsibility of breaking that treaty without previously ascertaining that the great body of the people were willing to meet the consequences of the measure but the members of the opposition though confident of their power to reject the resolution called for its discussion the expectation might not unreasonably have been entertained that the passions belonging to the subject would be so inflamed by debate as to produce the expression of a public sentiment favourable to their wishes and if in this they should be disappointed it would be certainly unwise either as a party or as a branch of the legislature to plunge the nation into embarrassments in which it was not disposed to entangle itself and from which the means of extricating it could not be distinctly perceived the minority soon desisted from urging an immediate decision of the question and the spacious field which was open by the propositions before the house seemed to be entered with equal avidity and confidence by both parties at no time perhaps have the members of the national legislature been stimulated to great exertions by stronger feelings than impelled them on this occasion 
never has a greater display been made of argument of eloquence and of passion and never has a subject been discussed in which all classes of their fellow-citizens took a deeper interest to those motives which a doubtful contest for power and for victory cannot fail to furnish were added others a vast influence on the human mind those who supported the resolution declaring the expediency of carrying the treaty into effect firmly believed that the faith of the nation was pledged and that its honor its character and its constitution depended on the vote about to be given they also believed that the best interests of the united states required an observance of the compact as formed in itself it was thought as favorable as the situation of the contracting parties and of the world entitled them to expect but its chief merit consisted in the adjustment of ancient differences and in its tendency to produce future amicable dispositions and friendly intercourse if congress should refuse to perform this treaty on the part of the united states a compliance on the part of great britain could not be expected the posts on the great lakes would still be occupied by their garrisons no compensation would be made for american vessels illegally captured the hostile dispositions which had been excited would be restored with increased aggravation and that these dispositions must lead infallibly to war was implicitly believed they also believed that the political subjugation of their country would be the inevitable consequence of a war with britain during the existing impassioned devotion of the united states to france the opposite party was undoubtedly of opinion that the treaty contained stipulations really injurious to the united states several favorite principles to which they attached much importance were relinquished by it and some of the articles relative to commerce were believed to be unequal in their operation nor ought the sincerity with which their opinion on the constitutional powers of the house had been advanced to be questioned in the fervor of political discussion that construction which without incurring the imputation of violating the national faith would enable the popular branch of the legislature to control the president and senate in making treaties may have been thought the safe and the correct construction but no consideration appears to have had more influence than the apprehension that the amicable arrangements made with great britain would seriously affect the future relations of the united states with france might a conjecture on this subject be hazarded it would be that in the opinion of many intelligent men the preservation of that honest and real neutrality between the belligerent powers at which the executive had aimed was impracticable that america would probably be forced into the war and that the possibility of a rupture with france was a calamity too tremendous not to be avoided at every hazard as had been foreseen this animated debate was on a subject too deeply and immediately interesting to the people not to draw forth their real sentiments the whole country was agitated meetings were again held throughout the united states and the strength of parties was once more tried the fallacy of many of the objections to the treaty had been exposed the odium originally excited against it had been diminished the belief that its violation would infallibly precipitate the nation into a war if not universal was extensive these considerations brought reflecting men into action and the voice of the nation 
was pronounced unequivocally with a minority in the house of representatives this manifestation of the public sentiment was decisive with congress on the twenty ninth of april the question was taken in the committee of the whole and was determined by the casting vote of the chairman in favor of the expediency of making the necessary laws the resolution was finally carried fifty-one voting in the affirmative and forty-eight in the negative that necessity to which a part of the majority in the house of representatives had reluctantly yielded operated on no other subject nor did it affect the strength of parties their opinion respecting that system of policy which ought to be observed in their external relations remained the same in their partialities and prejudices for and against foreign nations sustained no diminution with regard to internal affairs also the same spirit was retained so excessive had been the jealousy entertained by the opposition against a military force of any kind that even under the pressure of the algerine war the bill providing a naval armament could not be carried through the house without the insertion of a section suspending all proceedings under the act should that war be terminated the event which was to arrest the executive in the prosecution of this work having occurred not a single frigate could be completed without further authority from the legislature this circumstance was the more important as a peace had not been concluded with tunis or tripoli and of consequence the mediterranean could not yet be safely navigated by the vessels of the united states the president called the attention of congress to this subject and stated the loss which would accrue from the sudden interruption of the work and dispersion of the workmen a bill to enable him to complete three instead of six frigates was with difficulty carried through the house but except the treaty with great britain no subject was brought forward in which parties felt a deeper interest than on those questions which related to the revenue notwithstanding the increasing productiveness of the duties on external commerce this resource had not yet become entirely adequate to the exigencies of the nation to secure the complete execution of the system for gradually redeeming the public debt without disregarding those casualties to which all nations are exposed it was believed that some additional aids to the treasury would be required upon the nature of these aids much contrariety of opinion prevailed the friends of the administration were in favor of extending the system of indirect internal taxation but constituting a minority in one branch of the legislature they could carry no proposition on which the opposition was united and the party which had become the majority in the house of representatives had been generally hostile to that mode of obtaining revenue from an opinion that direct taxes were recommended by intrinsic advantages or that the people would become more attentive to the charges against the administration should their money be drawn from them by visible means those who wished power to change hands had generally manifested a disposition to oblige those who exercised it to resort to a system of revenue by which a great degree of sensibility will always be excited the indirect taxes proposed in the committee of ways and means were strongly resisted and only that which proposed an augmentation of the duty on carriages for pleasure was passed into a law congress adjourns 
on the first day of june this long and interesting session was terminated no preceding legislature had been engaged in discussions by which their own passions or those of their constituents were more strongly excited nor on subjects more vitally important to the united states from this view of the angry contests of party it may not be unacceptable to turn aside for a moment and to look back to a transaction in which the movements of a feeling heart discover themselves not the less visibly for being engaged in a struggle with the stern duties of a public station the president endeavors to procure the liberation of lafayette no one of those foreigners who during the war of the revolution had engaged in the service of the united states had embraced their cause with so much enthusiasm or had held so distinguished a place in the affections of general washington as the marquis de lafayette the attachment of these illustrious personages to each other had been openly expressed and had yielded neither to time nor to the remarkable vicissitudes of fortune with which the destinies of one of them had been checkered for his friend while guiding the course of a revolution which fixed the anxious attention of the world or while a prisoner in prussia or in the dungeon of olmutz the president manifested the same esteem and felt the same solicitude the extreme jealousy however with which the persons who administered the government of france as well as a large party in america watched his deportment towards all those whom the ferocious despotism of the jacobins had exiled from their country imposed upon him the painful necessity of observing great circumspection in his official conduct on this delicate subject a formal interposition in favour of the virtuous and unfortunate victim of their furious passions would have been unavailing without benefiting the person whom it would be designed to aid it might produce serious political mischief but the american ministers employed at foreign courts were instructed to seize every fair occasion to express unofficially the interest taken by the president in the fate of lafayette and to employ the most eligible means in their power to obtain his liberty or to meliorate his situation a confidential person had been sent to berlin to solicit his discharge but before this messenger had reached his destination the king of prussia had delivered over his illustrious prisoner to the emperor of germany mr pinckney had been instructed not only to indicate the wishes of the president to the austrian minister at london but to endeavour unofficially to obtain the powerful mediation of britain and had at one time flattered himself that the cabinet of st james would take an interest in the case but this hope was soon dissipated after being disappointed in obtaining the mediation of the british cabinet the president addressed the following letter to the emperor of germany it will readily occur to your majesty that occasions may sometimes exist on which official considerations would constrain the chief of a nation to be silent and passive in relation even to objects which affect his sensibility and claim his interposition as a man finding myself precisely in this situation at present i take the liberty of writing this private letter to your majesty being persuaded that my motives will also be my apology for it in common with the people of this country i retain a strong and cordial sense of the services rendered to them by the marquis de lafayette 
and my friendship for him has been constant and sincere it is natural therefore that i should sympathize with him and his family in their misfortunes and endeavour to mitigate the calamities they experience among which his present confinement is not the least distressing i forbear to enlarge on this delicate subject permit me only to submit to your majesty's consideration whether his long imprisonment and the confiscation of his estate and the indigence and dispersion of his family and the painful anxieties incident to all these circumstances do not form an assemblage of sufferings which recommend him to the mediation of humanity allow me sir on this occasion to be its organ and to entreat that he may be permitted to come to this country on such conditions and under such restrictions as your majesty may think it expedient to prescribe as it is a maxim with me not to ask what under similar circumstances i would not grant your majesty will do me the justice to believe that this request appears to me to correspond with those great principles of magnanimity and wisdom which form the basis of sound policy and durable glory this letter was transmitted to mr pinckney to be conveyed to the emperor through his minister at london how far it operated in mitigating immediately the rigour of lafayette's confinement or in obtaining his liberation remains unascertained End of chapter three part five